Welcome to Soulful Schools, a masterclass on alternative education in collaboration with Helios Educo. This second edition of Masterclass Series will take you on a short journey of transformation. We are so thrilled to introduce you to 30 alternative, holistic, and democratic learning spaces selected from across India where innovative topics informative content and progressive ideas are being shared with you. We remain hopeful that this and forthcoming sessions will inspire you to bring about that possible change to take your school community to a new direction of development. My name is Niranjana Vasti. I will be your moderator for today. I'm an educator and a new age language specialist with Aravli International School. Today, we have with us a seasoned educator and a change agent in the field of education, Mr. Radhakanta Meher. He has been an educator for the last 10 years in various capacities, working in national as well as international schools, such as Chirag School, Nanital, Mirambika, New Delhi, Heritage School, Gurgaon, and organizations such as MSME Cluster and UNIDO. Mr. Radhakanta Meher is a lifelong learner and leader who believes in the value of building trust in children through a fear-free and joyful learning environment and is passionate about teaching in the educational setup as a means to create a learning organizational culture across the organization. Now, I would like to welcome Mr. Radhakanta Meher to talk about the topic for the next 30 minutes. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Niranjana, for such a wonderful introduction. And also, I would like to thank FSL for making me a part of such a wonderful journey. And good evening to everyone. So uh, today, we are going to dwell on the idea of creating a fear free environment at school. So before we dwelling on the idea, uh, I would like uh, a little bit of talk about what is the importance of environment in the field of education or at school. So to understand that, we need to uh, understand how our minds work. So if you look at how our minds work, so one thing it's very obvious that our conscious mind, when it try to learn, it needs effort to learn something. So let's take an example. Uh, when you try to learn a new vocabulary. So you need to make effort to learn the vocabulary. But when a subconscious mind learn, it doesn't need that much of effort. It soak like the sponge. So when you leave a child in front of a cartoon network for 10 minutes, and then after 10 minutes, we ask the child, what did you learn? The child can tell you all the swear words that he learned from the program. And how does it happen? It's a pen while we are in front of the TV, our conscious mind take a back seat and our subconscious mind become active. And when it become active, it soak things like sponge, whether it is an experience, whether it's involved in an activity or you are trying something consciously. So the environment we create in the school, the subconscious mind absorb things from that environment. And it's not only absorb things or soak things from the environment and gradually 
the experience, the things that the subconscious mind observes, it becomes the personality of the child. It's reflect on his actions, on his characters, on his heart. So it's very important and what kind of environment we are providing to our children, whether we are talking about physical environment or psychological environment or spiritual environment. So today we will more dwell on the psychological environment and how this, how to create a fear-free environment uh, uh, using our own resources. So uh, when we think about a fear-free environment, one thing that comes to our mind is, if I am very much convinced about creating a fear-free environment, then what is the problem in it? Is there any problem to create a fear-free environment? So the one problem that is very evident is uh, maintaining discipline in the school. So the way we experience our schooling that our schools were very disciplined and we experienced a schooling where discipline imposed on us using punishment or a different form of fear. So the same thing when we come to education, we reproduce. We try to discipline children using punishment or any form of fear. So if you want to create a fear-free environment, the first and foremost thing that we need to do, we need to I need to develop or discover a way where we can ensure discipline without using any form of fear or punishment. So to create a fear environment without any punishment, is there any substitute for us? Yes, in our school where we try or aspire to create a fear free environment, we use a substitute to in, in the form of punishment, we replace the punishment with self-discipline, actually. So how to create an environment where children started to realize the importance of self-discipline? What's the little bit of difference in discipline and self-discipline? When we try to create, bring discipline, we impose something from outside, a rule, a fine, or something or outside things and that, that is a form of fear that makes children discipline. And when we talk about self-discipline, it's the way your child himself or herself realize that there is a necessity of discipline to learn something. And he follow the discipline out of his or her will, not by an external force or pressure. So how to create that self-discipline in the school? That is the important things. So one of the first step that we take in the school is first we, uh, it is a strict, I think, a policy or rule in the school that we will not use any form of punishment in any circumstances. Second thing is uh, we try children to make, to help them to make their own rules. So suppose they want to uh, play games outside field. So we ask them beforehand that, can you frame few of the rules for yourself that help you to enjoy the game better and also learn skills that you want to acquire? And according to their ability, according to their understanding, they frame their own rules and they go to the ground. 
but when they go to the ground it is not very certain that they will follow the rules they break the rules they play in a undesirable manner not all the children but few children yeah it's obvious it's happened and when the play time over they come to the classroom and then we started discussing with them what make them feel like breaking the rules or did they play in a spirit that they had decided before going to the game and there are lots of things comes out from children uh, few children thought i broke the rule because my friend broke the rules few children comes of uh, reply like i broke the rules because i want to win the game and if i go with the rules i can't win the games so there are lots of things they started looking at themselves and come up with the idea as a educator our task is to help them to express freely without any hesitation or fear so they can express whatever they feel and in that process they started looking at themselves what are the things that obstruct them to follow the rules created by themselves and this is the first step where through this self reflections they started discovering their own limitations and this is few of the steps in towards that once they know how to discover their own limitations we help them to overcome those limitations so then how can we help them to overcome those limitations so one way of helping them is to strengthen their will power so if you look at the children all the children are hero worshipers none of the single child wants to live with the limitations that he or she can overcome with little effort but one conditions that limitation must not be pointed out by someone else it must be discovered by the child when the child discovers or her own limitation then he make an effort to overcome those limitations but in this process the role of educator is to how to moderate the conversation so uh, let me give you an example how we talk to children so that they we can help them to discover their own limitations so uh, one day a child came next to the teacher and said very disappointedly and after a few moment the teacher asked the child what happened and the child replied uh, i fought with my best friend the teacher said okay so what do you want now then the child replied uh, i want to be friend with him again okay the teacher said okay then the teacher asked what is stopping you to become friend with him again and this child in this process started looking at himself keep is there any problem in go and talking to that person again or do i hesitate to say sorry or do i hesitate to approach the person again though the child not able to articulate the way we articulate but they started looking at what is there in them that stopping them to take an actions that they want to do and this conversation is very important if this conversation get diverted and once the child tell something or a mistake 
and the educator started giving lots of morality that you should not do like this if you do like this there's a consequences to it then the child stop expressing what he feels inside so to make children reflective or self reflective it's very important how we are talking to them or how our conversation is build up around it and it takes a lots of time for a teacher to make such an habit of conversations or learn such conversation so he can bring out or help the child to discover the limitations so this is first work that we need to do and the second step then help the child to overcome those limitations in this process the child learn to discipline himself or herself but the problem not end here in this process if in your class there are 20 children might be five or six children will able to reflect on themselves and overcome the limitation and become self discipline and rest of them are still in the process to learn how to reflect and how to discipline themselves so there's a transition phase the phase where they are learning and there are few children who have already learned so there's a conflict between these two groups children those who are self reflective who can discipline themselves and children those who are still learning so there's a conflict among them also conflict between teacher and student conflicts between uh, parents and teacher so there are lots of conflicts uh, during this phase of learning so to address these conflicts without using any form of fear from the early child education we try to inculcate a culture of dialogue so uh, this is dialoguing uh, is a process of conflict resolutions where we sit together among any conflicts and try to have a logical constructive dialogue to understand the problem and resolve it in a possible way and also this process takes a lot a lot of time especially the teacher to get trained to uh help children in such dialoguing and also children to sync such things in their system so in the initial years we mostly spend in creating the atmosphere along with uh, whatever numerical or language skill we teach so it's not only about working with children but so we need to work with parents and other stakeholders so all of together we spend a lot of time in creating such a atmosphere so to overcome this idea of punishment or bringing any form of fear and this is one way that we remove fear from the environment when children are little bit of independent they take their own decision and things like that the second problem that comes to the educator is how to motivate them to work and what is the easiest way to motivate them introducing a competition so when we introduce a competition in the system yeah it's right few children get motivated and they excel in their capacities their knowledge their ability but not all the children 
rest of the children develop a fear of losing the competition. So once we introduce competitions, we introduce a different form of fear to the system. But if we don't introduce competitions, then how to motivate them to excel in their capacities or in their abilities? And grow. And for that purpose, what we do, we create first and foremost thing we do, we uh, don't encourage or don't allow any form of competition, whether it is exam. So we also don't encourage exam. There is no exam system in our school. Exam is a creative way of introducing competition where you measure marks, ranks, and things like that. So there is no exam and no other form of competition is also there. So what is that that children get motivated to work? Yeah, it's an attitude of perfection. That needs to be inculcated in children uh, from very early years. And what is that attitude of perfection? The attitude of perfection is that we mostly work on the self-perfection. Where children look at their own capacity and set a benchmark for themselves. So there is no common benchmark that every child has to reach to a certain level. But there is a benchmark every child set for himself or herself. So if in a game classes, I can do five push-ups in one minute, then I set up a benchmark for myself. Oh, I want to improve my ability. So next month I will do seven to eight push-ups in one minute. And there is one month duration where I have to practice it. And through this process, I will achieve something. And this attitude always helps them to grow continuously and learn continuously. So there is a no stage where you can say, yeah, I reach a stage of perfection and there is no need of improvement. So it's in each step, there's a scope for improvement and that improvement not imposed by others, not the parameters set by others, but the parameters set by children themselves. Yeah, they need help to set all these parameters in initial years. But once they get the idea to look themselves and where they need improvement and how can they improve, they started setting the parameter. Our work is to helping them to reach those level or that benchmark. So this is how we just remove the idea of competitions and introduce the idea of self-perfections. So the way where fear can be introduced to the school that can be removed easily. One is the competitions, one is the discipline or form of punishment. But the challenge is that when you remove competitions, there is no guarantee that students stop comparing themselves with others. If I am studying in class five, and my friend is able to do 10 push-ups in one minute and I'm able to do only two push-ups in one minute. It's natural for me to compare myself with my friend. So that factor will still there where this form of fear might come or be a part of the environment. So it's our duty as an educator to help them to looking at others and how to compare. So the normally, we how do we compare? We compare only the outcomes. 
what outcomes my friend has and what outcomes I have. We gradually started training them how to compare things. Instead of comparing only outcomes, let's look at the picture in a holistic manner. So how to look at the picture in a holistic manner? When I compare, I will not only compare the outcomes, or I will also compare how much time the person is spending to reach such level of perfections, what strategy the person is using, what discipline he is or she is going through, all the things I have to compare. And then I look at myself, and then I decide what all I can learn from that person and adapt so that I can also improve in my capacity or my ability. So comparison is not to win something or defeat someone, but comparison is something that I have to learn from someone and adapt all the things that helpful for me and I can improve myself. So this idea or this kind of training, we started training them. So they started looking others or better person, not in a mindset of defeating them or winning from someone, but what I can learn from that person. And this idea of comparison, though we don't discourage, but we encourage it in a different manner. And through this process, gradually children start understanding uh, the importance of self-reflection, self-discipline, uh, and improving every day. As our main idea as a school is to make children a joyful learner, a lifelong learner, and sensitive towards others, also sensitive to our nature. So all this environment always help them to become a person what we are aspiring to. But uh, the challenge comes when this idea is very beautiful, but there's a regular change in school. The same manpower is not always there. The same management system is not always there. The same principle is not always there. Same parents are not there. Some students are not there. And this only possible when the entire community come together and make a collective effort to create such environment. If a one part of the community just don't believe in this idea and started making a trouble, then this idea get little tougher. So the toughest challenge for us is to bring all the stakeholders to one boat or in one idea. Then in one idea, it's very important that all of us actually firmly believe in this idea and dedicate ourselves to realize this idea. When all of us, whether it is parent, whether it is management, whether it is staff, everyone in the same pace, then this idea works. Otherwise, the struggle is always there. And with changing staffs, it's always required a lot of training, a lot of exposure, a lot of dialogue, conversations, to make them understand what is the importance of the idea. And once the person committed to the idea, then things become a little easier for us to implement in the school. So this is the overall idea how we try to build up a fear 
free environment here in the school. Thank you so much, sir, for sharing your thoughts with us. Can we please have the question answer slide? Okay, the screen is visible to everyone, no? I hope so. Yes, sir. Yeah. So do I need to read out the questions? I will do that, sir, for you. Okay. Question number one is, how do we move on from a fearful environment towards fearless society, respecting law and other individuals? Yeah, it's interesting to look at things uh, from this perspective. Uh, so when we're talking about we, so it means we are talking about as a group of individuals, not of personal things. So what that create actually fears in our mind or in our heart, uh, one thing is evident that the unknown things always create fears. So if you don't know your neighbor well, you might develop a fear. Or if you don't know other cultures, other religions, other things, other points of view, it's always create a fear in us. So the first thing that we need to do as a community is, uh, or as a group of people is to understand each other. And that understanding must not be limited from our perspective. When we try to understand someone, we always try to understand from our perspective. But we need to expand ourselves a little more. And we try to also understand people, culture, ideas from other point of view. Once we understand things from different perspective, other points of view, then we can say, yeah, we have a better understanding of things. That understanding is required. Second thing, once you understand and you take our actions, the action must not be very self-centered. Yeah, it's required. We have to take action where we have to grow, we have to learn, right? But our action must not be harm others. Or in best way, I can say, our action must be uh, such that help greater humanity to become better. So the action we are taking, the way we are understanding is very much important to move from a fearful environment to the careless environment. I think uh, that help us to go towards that and respecting the law. Thank you, sir. The second question, do you think a one-on-one -on -one relationship between student and teacher is the only way to create a fear-free environment in schools? Yeah, I agree with the idea. One-on-one -on -one relationship is essential, but it's not the only way. Uh, uh, but it is one of the important factors. So uh, normally, if you if we look at a school setup, one thing we understand that when you teach some concepts or some idea, at that time, our focus would be how I can present the idea creatively in an interesting way. So a grasp on the concept, uh, the way we deliver, all this is important. At that time, it might not, we might not feel that one-on-one -on -one relationship is very much necessary. But when we talk about any emotional development or social development, at that time, this one-on-one -on -one relationship is very much essential. And I 
belief all the teachers has a unique relations with every child there is no common relations like that if there is some conflict arises i think teacher will not say ki yeah this is the solutions and it fit to everybody if it is something emotional the teacher has to come up with the idea that address that individual's child's problem so one on one relationship is very much important to create a peer to peer environment where the child can express himself or herself very freely but at the same time there are other factors where children needs to be independent take their own decisions uh they must be sympathetic towards others so with one to one relationship other factors are required but yeah it's yes one to one relationship is essential all right sir thank you question 3 says what are some suggestive ideas to bring forth the students who are slow learners match up to their counterparts okay uh the way we look at slow learners uh, uh some school look at slow learners or some people look at slow learners like they take a child that he is slow and they think the child is slow in every area there are few other uh, educator who look at slow learner like yeah this child is little bit of difficulty in learning mathematics but yeah is good at um, music or good at sports so they don't tag a child as a slow learner but they thinks this child has a difficulty in some area but good at others area so there are two way of looking uh, this slow learner idea but what help us if we look at in any way if we want to help a child to come to the pace of the class or with others what benchmark we set for a class a minimum standard so uh, first and foremost thing is uh, we need to provide that much of time space and opportunity to that child so that child can come up with his or her own pace and whatever time he require and whatever help he needed but along with it one other important part is there so uh, if you remember you many of us when we were in schools we did started disliking math then we develop a negative attitude then and we uh, get back in math and when you come to university or college and sometime we you meet someone a professor or teacher and you suddenly realize that ki agar ye teacher mere school mein hota na to main acche se math mujhe aata so it's not only about the whole and the concept or the idea of uh, or the time you spend but what kind of relationship we make with children that's also matter to help those children so the one idea this is important is according to the need of the children we make must make a relationship with the child and the try to remove what is obstructing the child for learning so whatever i am presenting is there anything that is obstructing the child to learning and if i remove that obstruction then the child can come off very nicely so this four thing is required time space effort and of special relations with that child thank you sir question 4 states before we make children fearless how do we make teachers fearless okay uh, so the way i uh, understand this question is uh, there is phases 
So first I have to make fearless teachers, then I have to make fearless children, then I have to make fearless other person. But I don't think like that. Uh, I think uh, it's not like phases that you first work with someone, then work with others. It's a kind where everybody has to simultaneously, you have to work with everyone simultaneously. So uh, whether it is teacher or whether it is children. But if we look at the questions like how to make teachers Our environment fearless. But when we think how to make teacher fearless, uh, two and three important things that I experience as a part of my work is uh, providing teachers enough freedom actually. So they can utilize their creativity, they can come up with new ideas, uh, and they can implement those ideas. But the risk as a leader when you are a leader in a school, when they started doing all these things, there are lots of imbalance in the system. So every time your experiment or things not go in our right directions, sometimes it's go in the wrong directions. And I firmly believe that teacher never do it knowingly. It's the things that go on knowingly. But as a leader, if I provide that space, when someone's confess, okay, yeah, that mistake I have done because of these things, instead of uh, removing that person from the duty or showing some fear or doing something else. We help them not to repeat that mistake again. So there would be no fear in the environment. Second thing, uh, we need to be open towards others idea. And before come to a conclusions, we need to discuss the idea in a way that it can be implementable. So lots of time we discuss in an idea, you, we frame something in our mind that this idea is not good. So in our discussion, we always try to assert a negative aspect to it. So this can't happen. But in a neutral way, we look, need to look all the idea come up from teachers or others and try to find a way to uh, implement it. And that independent or freedom given to teachers will help them to fearless in that atmosphere. Thank you, sir. The last question. Why does today's education emphasize only on the IQ of the child's growth? Okay. Why IQ of the child's growth? I, one thing that suddenly comes to my mind looking at the question is our old habit. So when we were child children, our school put lots of emphasis on memorizing things. So and we thought, yeah, this is the way we learn. When we memorize most of the thing, we are most learner person or intelligent person. But at that time also the focus was in cognitive development. Rest of the part was not that much of focus. With growing time, we understood, yeah, uh, memorization is not a good idea. We need to go a little more. Now we switch to a phase where we think, yeah, no memorization, but intelligence must be developed, IQ must be developed. And now also the focus is only on the cognitive skill. Rest of the skills, there are very few schools who take a holistic approach, but most of the school emphasis on IQ. Why this kind of attitude is there? Though we, when we speak, we always tell, we want to create a world that is different from here, better from this world, but when we come to school, 
we try to create children those who can fit to the current world and in the idea of fitting them to the current world how they can get a job and the way now the selection process or assessment going on all the emphasis is on intelligence and to fit to that criteria we try an emphasis on iq but with time as educator we need to come off come out of it this idea yes intelligence is required but along with it other aspects are equally important and i think at present we realize it most not the other aspect but emotional aspect because of the corona we all are in a phase where emotional stability is more important than intelligence so with time i think we started realizing and in our education system we started paying attention to all aspect of education or not limiting it to only cognitive development thank you so much sir for sharing your insights now i would like to invite our selected presenter alpana dogram stream for a 10 minutes discussion on the question asked by our guest speaker why does a fear free environment be necessary at school uh, good evening to one and all i take the opportunity to thank the uh, fsl team dipankar our today's moderator and the excellent speaker uh, sir radhakanta meher i do agree with you sir what you have done um other things like self discipline self reflection and um understand the problem what you have spoken about but to explain it in much further i would like to say tell you that how i have conducted or how we do in our school i have been in working in this educational field for last 3 decades and a principal of mks english school for last 17 years before i uh, go in detail i would ask uh, the educators who are present here what steps or factors or expectations as a parent you will take while selecting the school yeah oh. somebody has uh, answered here yeah, dr madhvi uh, that uh, to make my child happy so i put forward uh, i would say that overall the parent sees that an environment that supports or thrives capacity in developing skills provide effective tools and strategies to build child level predictors of academic social and emotional success a locus for preventive interventions training madam shall i tell my name is nagesh rao yes sir yes see i am working in example in a government school but i don't yes. make my child join in government school i put in a good school where my child get good education whether i teach well or not in that government school where i am working where i do justice or not i expect lot for my child to be in a good school to get well educated lot of values academic That's wise true. good faculty less fees or whatever the able to able to pay affordable fees good facilities online classes in the pandemic otherwise also there are online classes in some of the schools previously it's not new now because pandemic everybody thinking that it is new digital already done before 
so blended learning is good like 50% of blending blended learning and 50% of uh, teacher interaction is very must there is no substitute for the teacher so such kind of uh, all facilities that 21st century skills latest all experiential learning this kind of things all will be accepted by a parent but the same parent will not do justice where he or she is working that kind of environment they look clean and neat hygiene good faculty affordable less fees with more facilities this kind of aspirations everybody will be having i don't know sure, if it is a negative when yeah, i am no, talking no. or positive no, sir, uh, I, but i don't uh, want to be negative in the sense but what it is going on in the world is like this uh, that's what i would like to put forward that the motto of our mkes what we have with the education free is one from all bondages you believe to create a stress of a stress free atmosphere we try to groom the talent in every child helping him to fly out to the society and lead a life of dignity if you see in our uh, timetable of our school we do follow ssc board curriculum but uh, we have just in part 40% of it is on academic part what sir said about the cognitive skills and the rest 60% we exhibit they are or we like try to develop they are non academic uh, abilities and for that we have got a lot of clubs these are in house clubs just as a fun cool club we have named as where they we learn or we taught teach them about the health and wellness about the students we have different types of indoor and outdoor games we have safety rules which we teach them how to take prevention and first aid we bring on we bring up uh, the visitors the doctors they come and they train them um recess time we allow them no junk food so that it covers up their nutrition part then we have something another club called art art veganza where art music uh, craft so where they a child develops their hobbies and boosts their passion we allow them to search and think out of box technology which is a need today what we are seeing so we have computer periods we have got a club called okie dokie club where the children are allowed to speak to write so we have creative writing passage reading picture talk storytelling spelling bee poetry writing uh, we have got maths club where children prepare games on their own parents are there the teachers are there to guide them uh, we have got indian heritage and georock club to bring the impact of right values as you said sir just now and exposed to the culture and to the breed a ground stagnancy to be uh, we have street plays where our children go on the streets they play uh, like save the girl child we had we celebrate important days the festivals uh, slogan writing they take part they dramatize they have group discussions on the topics whichever social issues are going on we have mad scientist club where the children Uh, do a lot of experiments. They prepare models, and they have exhibition every year. At the end of the year, we have disaster management club too, which, as you said, uh, you are from the government aided school. Now it is for everyone. We have to have our own, um, what to say, a group trained for it. So we have fire safety, road safety rules. Where we have been teaching them. We have got an eco club also, where students participate in. um awareness drives 
lot of interactive section, sessions are taken on various social issues here also we were the first school in p north ward um that's in mumbai which we, we said uh, say no to plastic campaigns we have business club where our children um very nurture them their inner potential their inner personal skills from last 6 years these children are trained by the expert parents in their respective fields they prepare articles uh, like cloth bag candles they decorate the garba pots um even the diyas rakhis they prepare they made table mats out of the drawings what they had made um and that was they prepared a table mats best out of waste and the money what they earned they gave back to the society to the orphanage and not only that even to their own school they have introduced best boy and best girl scholarship we have buddy pal club where the elder students of third and fourth they are given a periods to go and instill sociable practices uh, they guide and motivate the little ones uh, i can give an example like a shlok there was a child he was an autistic child uh they themselves made him a monitor of the class because he was too naughty not able to sit in one place and he started representing the teacher in her absence uh that's the courage we found that uh, in shlok we found that uh, courage was developed confidence leadership qualities we could find in him he became a disciplined child on the other hand the other students of the class we found them they became friends they became kindly so the empathy was developed in them unknowingly we also have an international school award for last uh, twice we have won this award is the british council award our students learn to compare the similarities the dissimilarities on anything of animal you take festival or currency or you say about the soil the forts within the four walls we take them out to the other country we have our partner schools where uh, the children have their e pals they discuss with skype with them so we have seen the social and emotional skills really play an eminent role and help the child to cooperate along with the people to collaborate and be better leaders so thus we say that genius are made they are not born uh, as we said that like, um, thomas watson if you sum up and you can say the formula which he has said go ahead and make mistakes double your errors that's where you find success so if you see today a school is a bridge and that bridge has to be set free classroom as um uh, Uh, sir has just spoken about it should be child centered what he said as self centered there should be no pressure no one is inferior or superior there should be nothing uh, discussion like he is better or lesser than the others no shortcuts no cheating should be allowed allow students to create their own cues and solve them let them express don't hinder their um, capabilities they should uh, be able to receive comment and feedback the negativity negativity also they should able to accept it 
we have to only motivate encourage and to do better we have to be innovative and see that they are risk takers so it's not only on the one part we have all the four stakeholders are responsible as sir said to create a fair free environment that's what i my question was there and the answer which i had given because the school is the only platform according to me where a child develops not only his iq which is the cognitive skills but aq and eq all the three are as important to face the worldly situations and um, they can move smoothly ahead thank you ma'am for sharing your wonderful views yes the floor is open now for question and answers we will be taking live questions anybody who would like to put up a question for sir please do so um, hi namaste my name is ganesh i'm calling from uh, chennai i represent an organization called chrysalis um, uh, sir i also saw that you are a pass out of apu azim branch university i'm sure uh, rohit ji and other people would have actually influenced you a lot rohit dankar of the world so just want to ask you uh, is your school also set like a diganta that's one just want to get a feel of that is it like diganta is one second when you said there is no assessment uh what he meant was that uh, there is no assessment given to the child but the teacher will always be assessing the child for learning right that's why two the third is uh, i i i just want i don't want to, to get mixed uh there might not be fear but a child would definitely be anxious the child would be kind of stressed even if we are looking at our own benchmark let's assume that i am able to read a three letter word and i am attempting to read a five letter word there will be a little bit of anxiousness in the child and uh, i think the education system i mean i'm just asking your practice do you also say to the child it's okay to feel anxious and uh, and but don't be so uh, depressed or nervous about it just want to know your opinion on are you saying that children will not feel anxious at all or uh, what's your practice at your school so the first thing that uh, you i what i got is is it like a replication of the gantar so uh, one thing is that uh, we don't uh, follow a particular uh, idea uh, but we have a set mission and visions and we try to explore all the ideas that are in the alternative space or in regular space and whatever get fit to our vision and mission we take those idea and practices to our schools so uh, there are few practices also we borrowed from digantar i'm not absolutely denying because our teachers go as a exposure visit to digantar as well but uh, we don't take everything we take those part which are best fit to our missions and vision that is one uh, second questions if i remember you ask about assessment how we assess children or is there any uh, idea of assessment yeah idea of assessment is there uh, there is no exam i told uh, but assessment is there we do conduct assessment uh, not in the form of exam but in the form of regular observations through various activities and things to get a sense where the child is and what kind of help the child require to move forward and second is what are the things we can modify in a planning while going to class so these two strengthen these two area 
yeah we do regular assessment through observations and activities uh pardon the third one is you asked about anxiety i think yes yeah yeah do the children have the anxiety yeah so uh, all this uh, the idea of anxiety and things uh, while i was in a uh, like urban area or if you look uh, so you look, find it more evident. We are a school where we have only up to class fifth. So initial four to five year children just spend in a playful manner. There is no sense of competitions or things like that. Everything that we plan interestingly, they got absorbed in it and they started learning it happily, going home, coming back and be with friends and teachers. So this idea of anxiety comes when they get a sense of competitions in their life. So it, I think it comes in our school, what I have seen is in class five, when few children started thinking about clearing Navodaya, because we are a school and we take children from very poor background. So after this schooling, most of them go to combined schools. So many parents has the aspiration to send their children to Navodaya so they can get a better education actually. So at that time, yes, children get uh, come across some anxiety, but we uh, try and address it uh, with our people, those who are we know as a counselor or people like that. But what helped them to overcome is they're free to express that anxiety. They no need to suppress it in themselves. Yes. Now I'm afraid of attending Navodavidala. Now I don't know how to attend an exam. Can you help me? So when they express those anxiety, we try and help them how to overcome those anxieties. But I am not denying that they don't have any anxiety. But yes, they have the freedom to express those anxieties. Thank you so much. All right. On that note, I thank everyone for being such wonderful listeners and active participants throughout the session. We look forward to seeing you in the upcoming sessions and collaborating regularly to mold extraordinary and exemplary humans for a better society and a better world. Thank you very much and have a good evening, everyone. Thank you. Thank you very much, everyone.